Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Charmed Life podcast and YouTube channel. I am your host, Trisha Carr. This podcast is all about the unconditional love of the universe, mysticism, metaphysics, spirituality, and you know, raising your consciousness. We get into a lot of things here on this podcast and YouTube channel. And so you can find it as a podcast on any of your outlets or on the YouTube. And so I would love to invite you to subscribe, like, share, comment, and make suggestions. That would be amazing. Also on the podcast, if you could review it, that would be awesome. If it's your first time, welcome. I am a spiritual teacher, an intuitive channel, animal communicator, a lot of a lot of those things in those uh, metaphysical streets. And I have this wonderful episode that I'm very excited to present to you guys. It's my very sweet friend, Joe Peretta. He is a medium and really talented astrologer as well. And we, this is actually going to be a two-parter because we, we just couldn't stop chit-chatting with one another and just like getting into it. Joe is so wise and, and is, I mean, kind of especially for his youth, but not really because, you know, the... The youth now these days are coming in with all of that powerful cosmic consciousness energy. And Joe is just one of the most lovely souls that I've met in the last five years. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, like I said, this will be part one. And stay tuned. I will publish part two really soon. And so everyone, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Joe Peretta. I'll see you on the other side. Joe, I'm so excited. It's so awesome to be able to connect with you in on the podcast because you're just so amazing. And we, we kind of fell in love real hard when we, we met did, each other. We did. We really did. You're so amazing, too. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I, I miss you. Like, we haven't been... I know. It, it, again, we've only met twice in person. And I think so, yeah. Maybe two or three times over, like, Zoom or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> well, it was like we picked up from some other... Yeah, another lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, it was so funny, too, because um, when I first... When the first time we, we met was over, like, Zoom or, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, FaceTime or something. Yeah. And um, it was funny. I was living with my best friend at the time. And she was like, oh, how did it go? And I was like, you know, I was like, I really loved Trisha. Like, she was great. And she was like, was she the one that was, because I, I had, my bedroom doors were like, like sliding doors, so you really could hear everything. Uh -huh. um, and she heard you talking. And she was like, she the one who said blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, that was her. And she was like, oh, my God, I loved her, too. <laughs> it was so funny. And she was like, she just has such, like, a nice voice. And my friend's very intuitive. So I was like, all right, I knew it. Like, I knew I liked her for a reason. Like, you just have such good energy. Anyone who, who can, like, see that just knows you're a good person. I, I, I will mm. go on record saying that for sure. I got chills. Actually, that, that is a huge compliment to me, saying that I have a nice voice, because I actually feel like it's just whatever, but I use my voice so much, obviously, mm -hmm. for this and other things and leading right. meditations and hypnosis and stuff. So tell her thank you so much, and I love her. Oh, well. <laughs> well, she'll probably watch this, so thanks, Anna. What's her name? Anna. Anna or Hannah? Yeah. Anna. 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 Hi, Anna. Yeah. We love you. We love you, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's... Okay, oh, where do we start? I think let's start, let's let people know about your journey, your work. I know some of it, we've gotten to connect on some of it. You are a medium and, and you, you're doing, you're working so much and you're serving so much and we have, we are so aligned in, in heart. We're so aligned Very in a lot so. of our and our ethics too, which I think is really cool. We, I think we could talk about that as well because mm -hmm. that's probably 
in my observation of the work that we're doing now today, it's something that is a bit more, I don't know if I want to say the word modern, you know, a little bit mm -hmm. antiquated. We Things were just seen a little bit differently so far as connecting with spirit and how we utilize our psychic abilities that somehow we don't have control, no free will, all that kind of stuff. Right. We'll, we'll put that as a secondary thing. So first, let everyone know about you, your journey, so, your work, whatever <laughs> you want to talk about. Sure. So um, I'm Joe, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing this work. Um, I'm 31 now. So I started doing it when I was, it's like 24 was when I officially like, I don't know if it came out again, I guess <laughs> you could say. Um, but I had always had experiences as a kid, like so many other mediums and, and, and psychic people, intuitive people. Um, I grew up, you know, just having dreams about things that would happen, you know, days later, or I actually dreamt about 9-11. That was like the first big event in my life. Oh my God. Um, I dreamt about it. It was like Saturday and Sunday, maybe, or like Friday night and Saturday night. And then it happened the following Tuesday and it was, it was a very, very specific dream of the shadow of a plane, like crashing into the shadow of a, of a building. And there was like a calendar in the sky and it landed on Tuesday. And I remember being like, what the hell is like next week starts on Monday, not Tuesday. And then Tuesday rolled around and everything happened. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, but I was 11, you know, I was a kid. So I, I was, I was, I really wasn't afraid of the ability. Um, but I just didn't know what to make of it. I was like, oh my God, like what, what am I part of? Like, what the hell is this? Like there was this sense was of I like, it's always like, what am I supposed to do with that information? Right, and like, thanks for giving it to me, but like, what the, like, it happened anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, what am I supposed to do? So, um, you know, that was like kind of my first experience where I, I maybe told people, because I had told people before it happened, but even when I was younger, you know, my grandmother, um, both my grandparents, my mom's parents, I was very close to, and they passed eight months apart, actually, in 1996 or 1990, I think it was 1995. Um, so I was really young. I was like six and seven when they passed. And um, after my grandmother passed for my grandfather, uh, I woke up one night crying for my grandmother because we had watched a movie. Oddly enough, it was a movie about, um, it was called, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but it's called House of Spirits with Meryl Streep and Jeremy Irons and Nona Ryder and Antonio Banderas. No, it's not the greatest not movie ever, but <laughs> I, I love it. Honestly, I love it. the name of it again? House of Spirits, it's called. It's, uh, it's based on a, named Trisha. No, for real. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Oh my, <laughs> <Right. laughs> my favorite. Oh my God. Um, but it's based on a book. I think the book might be called the same thing. Um, I actually never read the book, but the woman in it was, was always seeing spirits and Meryl Streep's character. And she was very, um, in the book, they call her Clara the Clairvoyant. Um, and she reminded me of my grandmother in the movie because my grandmother was very witchy, which I will get to in a second. Um, so I woke up crying for her that night after we had watched the movie and I remember I like looked up to my mom's shoulder because I was crying on my mother's shoulder. I was like five, six, whatever. Um, and I looked up and on like the back of the chair, my grandmother was just sitting there and it was like, she was like made of light, but she wasn't like shining. It was like, a, I can't even explain it. She was just like luminous, like in this very like soft kind of way. And I looked at her and she just like kind of turned and looked at me and she was like really like her hands, her legs were crossed and her hands were on them. Like she always used to sit like very like almost regal, my grandmother. Um, she was a Scorpio, so she was very like within, you know, mm. and, uh, she just kind of looked at me and I was like, okay, I know she's fine, but like, why is she here? You know what I mean? I was like kind of scared. Yeah. So I got afraid. I looked down and I looked back up and she was gone. And from that moment, that was really the first experience I truly remember with the spirit world where I was like, oh, like they don't really go that far at all. Like I needed my grandmother and she was right there. Oh. Um, but you know, it's funny that didn't happen a lot to me. That happened one time. 
And then I was kind of like, okay. And then I would have other little things happen, you know, like, like stuff that I get now, like little signs or birds, you know, all those, those kind of um, uh, common things that, that people, people get. Um, but it really, you know, the 9-11 thing happened when I was 11. And then I kind of got afraid of it because I was 11, 12, you know, 13 years old. And I was having dreams about people and then they would die like days later. Or I would, I, I remember it got to the point where I stopped dreaming and I was actually seeing things like in my like waking state. Like, I remember one night I, um, I was sitting on my computer because my computer back in the day was... It was like a big, obviously giant, like, you know, like, I don't even remember, like a Dell or something. Yeah. And it was in my parents' bedroom. We didn't have like a computer room. And, you know, it was when computers like first like a thing. So it was just like in my parents' bedroom and we had like dial up internet. So I was on the computer. My mom was watching TV and I had my headphones in. So like I wouldn't disturb her. And all of a sudden, I will never forget it. I was just like sitting there reading something. Um, and like kind of like level with my eyes, I saw like this brown rug and a like a like a panel wall and like two or three men walk by with dress shoes and dress pants on and like you know like they were like dressed up in suits and just like kind of walked past me and I was like ma I was like I just saw like you know eight what I just described to you and she was like what that you know my mother was was very open to it because my mom had psychic experiences and her mom the one that I saw when I was little after she passed she used to read playing cards and she was a very witchy Italian family um I'm definitely not the first one to have this ability at all. And I'm definitely not the last one either. There's like little kids in my family who are creepy too, but that's a, not creepy, but you know what I mean. Spooky. The whole, whole other, whole other conversation. Um, so she was like, I don't know, Joe, maybe, you know, something's going to happen. She even said to me, I'm pretty sure my mother even said to me, like, you know, it kind of sounds like a funeral home with the panel walls and the brown rug. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And I had never really been to a funeral home. I mean, what funeral had I gone to at 11 years old, 12 years old? Uh, and the next day, my mother's friend from work, her father passed away. And it was someone who I knew since I was a kid. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, it's weird. But I, my logical mind, like, I've always had a very logical, mm-hmm. scientific sort of like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a coincidence. So I was like, I don't know. And then it happened again, like, maybe a month or so, or so later, I was getting out of the shower and I had my towel on. I was, again, like 12 years old. And I looked in the mirror to, like, I don't know, fix my hair or do something. And I saw this like hand holding a handkerchief and it was like translucent, just like a, literally like a disembodied hand. It's, you, it sounds like I'm making this up, but it's really what I saw. And it just kind of like floated down with the handkerchief and, it, and it's like, you know, pointer finger and, and um, thumb. And I was like, oh my God. And I freaked out and I ran in the living room and I was like, I just saw this blah, blah, blah. And then I think like 10 minutes later, my father got a phone call that his aunt died. And I was just like, oh my God, like what is going on? Like, so after that, I was kind of like, God, if you're there, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was so, again, I was questioning everything because I had these experiences, but I'm a very sort of left brain, you know, logical minded person. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's there. But I, I, honestly, I was that kid that found out Santa Claus wasn't real. And then I was like, well, is God real? Like I, I totally like went right there. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of kids didn't, but I, I was like, oh, well, if they could lie to me about that, who's to say, you know, like I, I went totally like in that direction. Um, which I'm kind of happy about now because I know that I'm not, uh, you know, I don't just believe things blindly, but yeah. I prayed that night and I was like, you know, if you're there, please, like, I can't do this. I was like, I'm just a kid. Like, I can't oh. do it. And then it went away. It went away for, for kind of a long time. And, and ever since I've gotten things a little bit differently, like I won't see things like uh, as if I'm seeing you or something else, I'll get it more in a dream or a feeling and I'll just know something like that's how it happened after that. But mm-hmm. You know, in retrospect, I can't even say that it went away because, like, if you ask any of my friends who I've known 
since I'm like 15, 16, they'll tell you like, yeah, you always said weird things that yeah. like you shouldn't have known or you would bring something up and like, we didn't understand how you knew it, but you knew it. You know what I mean? Like things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so it just, it, I think my guides or God or whatever, the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, gave it to me in a way I was more comfortable with because I was supposed to do this work because I really think if I was getting it like, you know, Otome and ghosts, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? I would have been all more afraid fighting. of it. Yeah. yeah, like I, I couldn't have done all that. Um, so then, you know, it, it kind of, um, I had it and I accepted that it was there and I had weird experiences. And when I was, I went to school for music. That was actually what I, I loved to do. I sang and played piano and stuff. So I, really? I went to, um, no. yeah, yeah, love music. Well, you're in, you're in music too, right? Aren't you very I musical? studied it for a long time. Well, yeah, I studied, I mean, for most of it for like probably almost 30 years. Really. Oh yeah, so you are, yeah, yeah, more than I did. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, from the time I was 11 and, well, actually I take that back, about 20 so years. From the time I was oh. about 10 years old, I started mm-hmm. singing in choir and also taking private voice lessons. And oh, then I yeah. it kind of continued. And then I uh, also went to a couple of years of music school and mm-hmm. stuff. But my, my singing voice is, it's definitely not a pop voice. It's it's, uh, it's interesting. It's uh, I think choir is and that kind uh, of um, more classical music, right. but I not solo song. soprano opera either, which I can right. do. It's just I'm not great at it. Not My yet. instrument's right. very specific, so <laughs> your instrument, lends your itself right? to to other things, and, and right. it lends itself to mantra chant decree, and it lends itself to hypnosis and, and meditation, right. which are all things that I'm sure you use <laughs> in your daily life now. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I went to school for music and then when I graduated, obviously, like, I got a music degree and where was I going with that? Like, I wasn't, like, someone was just ready to hand me, like, a microphone and be like, hey, you're going to make all this money because you went to school for music. So I moved home <laughs> from the city back to Long Island with my parents and I was like, what the hell am I going to do with myself? I had no job because Hurricane Sandy had just happened and, like, I, like, wasn't going into the city, whatever. Um, so I started meditating a lot and I was like, you know... I, I had this really strange dream. It's kind of a, a little bit of a long story, but I'll tell it because I feel like it's very important to like the beginning of why I started. Um, I, I had, I don't know, my, it was my mother's fault actually that I, that I started doing this really. Because <laughs> she told me to read this book by John Edward. Um, it's called uh, Infinite Quest. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever read it or if you've ever read it, but it's basically just like a, um, everyone has intuition and like here's how to pay attention to it. And it's funny because in the book, he basically says like, a million times, I shouldn't even say basically, he flat out says, you're probably not a medium. Like, don't start thinking you're a medium by reading this book. Like, this is just so you can tune into your intuition. Not everyone's going to be a medium. Which in the beginning, I was like, oh man, you know, like, I want to be a medium. Meanwhile, hello. Um, but, you know, something kind of like resonated and I read the book and I was like, you know, I want to learn, I want to learn more about my own intuition because I've always had it. It's been this thing that's always been there that I can't escape and maybe it's time to, you know, really tune into it. And I, I had been reading tower cards since I was 10 years old at the time I was like 23. You know what I mean? Like uh, I was ready for it. So I found the woman who taught him, who taught John Edward. Um, and she wrote this like five book um, ebook series for psychic development. Mm. Um, and I loved that the first three books were amazing. The last two were on mediumship and it just wasn't like my style. Mm. Um, but the first two books were just about meditation and your chakras and tuning in and just the basics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do these. So I bought them and then I'll never forget it, the day that I bought them, took a little nap. I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> so I laid down and I took a nap and I had this really crazy dream that I was trapped inside of an emerald. Like I was stuck inside and this guy was holding it 
and he had like a beard. Like he looked like like Merlin or like Leonardo da Vinci or something. He gave me more of like a Leonardo da Vinci vibe. He was holding it and he was laughing at me and I was so disturbed that I was trapped inside of this, this gem. And he was just like laughing as if to say like, you dope, like what are you even afraid of? Like, uh, it was almost like as if uh, he had so much more intelligence than I had and I was afraid of something that I didn't even need to be afraid of. And I, it was like dread. But he was, and in the dream, I remember being like, this guy's so mean, like, I'm so scared. And he doesn't care. Like, it doesn't matter that he understands. Like, I don't, I'm not, you know, like, whatever. I was like having like a moment. So I woke up and I was like, I'm going to call that guy the alchemist. I don't know where I got that from, but it was just like the only, the name that popped in my head. And that was that. So I kind of kept it in my mind and I went through the ebook series. And when you get to I think she recommends like six weeks per book. So I really like stuck with it, which is hard for me because I'm an Aries and I'm like, always oh, skip ahead. Let's like, I want it done yesterday. Um, but that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I don't need to six weeks. What? Um, but I did it. I actually did it. And I was very grateful because um, the universe really, all of a sudden everyone remembered that I had a deck of tarot cards. It was without me even telling them I was doing this. It was very strange. I was like, you still read cards? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> very weird. Um, but on, on the third book, so I guess this was like three or four months into it, um, the, this woman gives you an exercise to meet your guides. So I did my like exercise thing to meet my guides and I met my you know guides that I still work with. And then I had this other guide and he told me he was the alchemist from my dream and that he was all about getting you started on your, on your spiritual path. And he only comes to people for like a short time when you are beginning to learn about like listening to the universe and you know, basically said to me, everyone's path is different, but when you start listening and paying attention to, to the, the symbolic language of the world and the universe and, and things like that, uh, you know, I'm there to sort of guide you. And then once you're on the path, I go to someone else. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So now again, I'm very like, I need so much proof. I'm so annoying. Like when I die, my guides are probably going to punch me in the face when I get there because I'm so, I'm such a pain in the ass. Like I need everything three times in order to believe it. Like I, I really need, I ask a lot of the universe. Um, so I, I wanted to take lessons with someone and I found this woman in this local metaphysical like goods shop, you know, it was like books and all that stuff. Um, it had been open for so long. I knew the owner a little bit. Um, and I, I, this one woman I love so much, um, another Scorpio actually, <laughs> uh, she, I, I approached her and I was like, you know, do you, do you teach lessons? Like uh, I'm kind of drawn to your energy. And she was like, yeah, but you know, I, she was like, before I teach people, I really like to just like do a reading first and, and see where you're at and do your astrology. And then if I feel we can work together, we can work together. Mm. All right, that's fair enough. So we scheduled a reading and I went into it and I said to my guides, I was like, if you guys could just like have her bring up one thing. So I know, you know, that only I would know that you've told me so that I know that you're really there. Literally the first words out of this woman's mouth were, have you ever read The Alchemist? And I was like, oh my God. First of all, I didn't even know that The Alchemist was a book. I'm sure you, you, you know. I read, it, yes, I love The Alchemist. It's by Paulo Coelho. Everybody. Yeah, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. If anyone listening hasn't read it, please listen to it because I swear to God, The Alchemist is a real entity. That book is not just fiction. There's no just way. Remembering it. I, I have to read it again. And actually mm-hmm. I did a voice project uh, a couple of months ago voiceover project where I, this company hired me to just read bedtime stories. It's like mm-hmm. for a device and it puts people to, right. it's pretty, pretty good, good idea. Yeah. You know, obviously it gets meditative. And one of them was a section from the alchemist. And I was like, Oh man, I miss this text oh, so much. So good. Right. Oh my amazing. And it's such an easy read. And mm-hmm. if you don't 
if you're not paying attention, you could think it's just like a very simple story, but it's so important. I really, I tell everybody that I know to read it because it really is like incredible. I can't even take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she said that to me and I was like, what? So I literally could have got up right there, but like, thanks, bye. Like I got exactly what I needed. Like, what are the odds? The first thing what, what is 300? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> right. Like, wait, right. You want, you want to empty my bank account? Awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I was ready. <laughs> so then, you know, I, t- I took lessons from her, um, for, for some time. And it's funny, actually, I, I she asked me to do a, a reading for her because I wanted to learn mediumship. And she was like, I can't teach you anything. She was like, you're already better than I am. And I was like, what? What do you mean? It was so funny. So she taught me like not other things. I'm like, not one even. Right. He, t- he told me no, you know, so I was very funny. Um, but she taught me like other meditation techniques and essential oils. She taught me so many, so many different things. Uh, I'm so grateful to her. But um, so when I read the book, The Alchemist, I don't want to ruin too much, you know, mm-hmm. for anyone who hasn't read it, who's listening, but there is the, the, the character is not the main character, but the alchemist is a very important character in the story. And he literally said some of the things to the main character that he said to me in my meditation. And the whole purpose of the alchemist is to teach you how to listen to the voice of the world, as they say in the book. And I was just like, how is it that I came up with the name and like the, 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 right, the instructions and they're in the book. So then I, I looked up Palo Coelho and how he wrote it. And he said something like, he, it was the fastest book he's ever written and it kind of just came out in like one draft and it was done and, yeah. you know, it like was written in like two weeks and that was it. And, I was, and every other book, you know, took longer and this book has been translated into like 80 different languages. And I was just like, that's because like the alchemist is real. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it, it, he's real. I'm telling you, like he's as real as like you would invoke like an, like an archangel or your grandmother who's on the other side, like on, in that non-physical world. I know the alchemist is an entity there. And I have one other quick story about that. And then I'll move on to my actual career. Um, My friend, Anna, who I brought up in the beginning, um, I was meditating one day and the alchemist said, okay, I'm leaving you. I'm going to someone else next. I was like, okay, I guess I learned everything I can from you. Now it's, I'm on my own. Like I, I, he taught me everything I needed to know. And he was like, I'm going to go to Anna next. And I was like, ah, all right, whatever. So I wrote it down and I dated it. Um, and I was like, right, I'm not going to tell her. I'm going to see if she brings it up to me. And do you know she brought it up to me like two weeks later? <laughs> she, like, How did, had she, a, she, did she, she say, had, I think the alchemist is with me because you had told her about it? Or well, she, uh, she knew about it, but she had a, I, I, I wish I could, if she was here right now because I feel like she'd remember better than I do. But I know she had a dream about like a guy on a roof and she was really scared of him, but like knew he wasn't bad. And I was like, girl, what? Like, I was like, oh my God. That's and I think, I was like, that sounds familiar. And then I think she said something else. And then I was like, she either said to me, like, it reminds me of your dream. We, so she somehow said something to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, again, I'm logical. I gotta wait. Like, I got, I'm so annoying. And um, she said it and I was like, oh my God, come over right now. Cause she like lived around the corner. So she came over and I showed her like the lit, I wrote it in like the corner of the top corner of the page and like dated it. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, look, he told me he was going to you next. And she was like, oh my God, what? And then she read the book. And it was just like, and it's so funny because she's not a medium today, but she's like on this whole other path. Um, and she's so intuitive. And like, I always tell her, like, if you wanted to, you could probably put me out of business. Like, cause she's just like anyone who just learns those lessons can just like read energy. You just, mm-hmm. you know how to listen and, and like take cues from your guides and the universe and everything. So, you know, very, very important book um, and, and lesson. And for anyone else, you know, listening out there, uh, it's, it's not just a story. Like there is some real life, like truth to this. Um, so then after that, I kind of embraced my gifts and was like, okay, I can't you know, let this go anymore. And um, then the whole medium thing happened. I had met um, 
uh, uh, this medium, Kim Russo. I, I'm sure everybody knows who she is. She has a TV show. She's fabulous. She's one of my good friends. Um, she kind of made me read her impromptu at this dinner. Wait, I'd never done a medium. You just said that like, oh, I met Kim Russo. Oh, well, so she <laughs> actually ended up, I didn't know, but she ended up being friends with my cousin. I didn't know. My cousin's okay. an astrologer. Okay. And I didn't know that they were friends. Mm -hmm. So my cousin Maria invited me to a dinner. Mm -hmm. And my friend Kim ended up being there. We didn't know each other at the time. And she just kind of like turned to me and was like, oh, so they told me you're a medium. Give me a reading. And I was like, what? No, like, I don't do this. <laughs> I had never done a medium reading before. I'd never talked to a dead person that uh, like uh, intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, so then it, you know, it went well. Uh, and I was like, wow, I guess I do this. And it was so weird. I did one reading. At, I guess like, I do this. <laughs> right. Like, it was just so like, I was like, oh, okay. And I did it once and it was like riding a bike. Like I just haven't stopped since that was eight, seven or eight years ago. And I'm, I'm still, still doing it. Um, and now sort of where I've taken my business, I guess, because in the beginning, you know, it's all about like you know, word of mouth and spreading your, you know, uh, the word. So you got clients and you sort of have to like establish your business. I'm sure you, you know, all of us doing this work kind of have to do the same thing. And typically spiritual people aren't that good at it <laughs> or like don't, don't love doing it. Cause we're more about like wanting to help. And it's like, Oh, I have to think about like money and, you know, so it was all those lessons in the beginning. Um, but I did get certified through the Forever Family Foundation. Um, they're this group. Um, it's a, a husband and wife who started it, who unfortunately lost their daughter. Mm. And they were basically like uh, agnostic about the whole thing or maybe even more like skeptical about the whole thing. And they went to a medium. I forget who it was and it might have been one of the mediums that are on the list of certified mediums now and it blew them away and they were like is this real like how the hell you know like they did the whole nine the fake name and this was also kind of a, a, uh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago maybe even longer so it wasn't as easy to google people as it is now mm -hmm. um not that we google people but you know what I mean they, they didn't have that sort of like that that idea um so they they realized that there was some truth to this and they started reaching out to scientists and other mediums and they formed this um, this non-for-profit organization that certifies mediums and has a scientific board of, of physicists and psychologists and, you know, really, really smart, smart people who know that there's more to reality and, and kind of come at it from a physics point of view or, or a, um, you know, like, like psychology, but more like trans, um, personal psychology, right? Like really, really, really cool people. Um, and, you know, they put you mediums through a test. Um, you have to read, I think, six people. I think when I did it, it was six. One over the phone and then four over or five over, um, like, a video chat. Mm -hmm. And you get scored. Like, they, they rate you on it. And you just kind of, like, give them whatever. And then really only allowed to say yes or no. Um, super, super strict. I think you have to get, like, 75% accuracy or above. Like, which is, you know, it uh, sounds like not a lot, but it's, no, it's, it's a lot. No, it's a lot. <laughs> right, it's a lot. Even when people are just communicating humans incarnated face to face, they, they, they we probably only understand eighty percent of what the other person. Right, right. So it's seventy so percent. Right, right, that's huge. And honestly, it may even be higher. I don't. I, don't, I never asked them what the percentage is, but I know it's, it's pretty high. And thankfully, I passed. I didn't know that a lot of people didn't, and I'm glad no one told me that because I definitely would have choked and like not done well. Um, so that was my first kind of experience, like being tested, and I kind of loved it because I was like, wow, like. Not even just to say that I'm, I'm certified, because most people honestly don't even care about that, um, which I don't get at all. But um, for me, I was like, wow, like this is, it's, it's more validating for me to know that like I'm being put to the test here and I'm actually doing what I'm saying I'm doing instead of just thinking it's all up here. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've worked with um, different universities. Um, 
the, the biggest one is, is the University of Virginia. Um, the study's not out yet, and uh, because of uh, the you know, COVID-19, it probably won't be out until like next year. I think it was supposed to be done by now, but might be getting pushed a little bit further out like everything else. Um, so I can't say too much about it, but um, they basically just, you know, we're testing mediums and scanning our brainwaves and stuff. And, and also for accuracy, you know, they recorded the statements we made and it was, it wasn't just like, you know, in someone's basement, like they put me in this like special, basically like electromagnetic proof room. <laughs> so like my phone wouldn't even work at it. Like they eliminated all and every um, way that we could possibly, you know, cheat if you were going to cheat. And I, I don't know what the test results are yet, but some very interesting thing ha things happened while I was there, which again, I can't really talk about, but uh, maybe I'll come back on and talk about it with you when, when I can. Yeah. I'd love that. Um, but now, what'd you say? <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> right? I know. I'm teasing you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm sort of trying to bring my career now is this legitimize it for everybody because I know so many, so many really, really, really good mediums that I feel like I mean, I know I'm not bad, but I feel like there's so many people that I, I look at their readings. And I'm like, oh my God, like I wish I could do that. And, and they're like not certified or honestly, even, I use you as an example all the time as a non um, certified forever family medium, because some people are like, oh, well, do I have to choose people on this list? And I'm like, listen, like they're all good, but you can find people who aren't. And I was so impressed with you when we, um, when we met, because we met sort of, we were putting, being put to the test when we yes. met uh, yes. for a TV show thing. Um, and you brought up something about someone that no, but you couldn't have guessed if you tried. I don't know if you remember. I, it's the one thing that I remember, and I actually did talk about it in a class mm -hmm. or something that I was, yeah, it was in a class. Uh, and actually a person who was actually one of the people who, the, I don't, I'm not going to say her name right now, but right. The, the TV producer who brought us there, she probably wouldn't, uh -huh. I just didn't clear it with her. Right. He yeah. was in my class and I was like, do you mind if I tell the story? Right. So is it about the dress? Um, no, no was, you're, you're recalling something else. So tell the one that you remember. It was about this woman who, and I don't mean to sound like I was judging or stereotype or anything, but she was very like, oh, I remember. She was a little bit like rough around the edges. Yeah. And very nice. She was very nice. Um, she had a lot she, of guard. Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking of a couple of different ones. Actually, before you go on, let me just explain to people. So yeah. Joe and I were going up for a TV show about mediums and we were picked from different, you know, we didn't know each other. That's how we met. And they brought us to, um, the first meeting was in New York mm -hmm. and we had to like cold read or blind, you know, meet these people who were the TV, who were the, like the executives of this particular. Right. We didn't even know their first names. Like we yeah, knew we nothing. Didn't know this network. And so we had to like, just go and read. And we were reading in tandem and kind of going, it was, I love the tandem. Yeah, it was cool. It was so fun. So go ahead and tell what you, what you're recalling. So there was this, there was this woman who was, um, she didn't look, seem, her energy seemed very, and even her body language was just kind of closed off. And she was nice, but she was very like, I hate to use this word because I, I hate the whole masculine feminine thing. Cause like, what is gender anyway? Like it doesn't yeah. matter who you are, but she wasn't very like a very overtly, like seemed like a very creative person or a very feminine person. And it was so funny because you kept going on and on to her about like the divine feminine and dancing and using your sexuality. And I was like, but this lady really? And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And then she literally had to leave the meeting early to go to like 
this like um <laughs> it was like a dance class but it was it was like a, a burlesque, burlesque. <laughs> and i was like oh my fucking god i was like trisha are you kidding right now like you would have never ever 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 like there was no way you could look at this woman and know and i hate to say that because it sounds so like i'm stereotyping and i don't mean it in that way but she just wasn't giving off that like very like you know burlesque is very sensual it's very creative and it's like bawdy and yeah. She was like, just didn't show any of that. There was no way you could glean that from her physical appearance or yeah. anything this woman said or did. And it was like the biggest thing you were talking about. And I was I like- I forgot about that completely. I was and not so only that, impressed, so impressed. She had such a wall up because she they did. were instructed to not give us- Give us a hard time, time basically. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, kind of gives yeah. a hard time. And some of them yeah. were, you know, open anyway. They'd be like, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> doing the normal yeah, 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 yeah. thing people do because they're excited. Right. But she was like, mm-hmm, like everything yeah. that I said, and it was like off a wall. So she had this wall up, and I was like, right. I'm bombing, you know, for all I know. But it didn't care. <laughs> right, I was right. just bringing through what I had. Right. And then she was like, okay, well, I have to go. Stood up and said, and just so you know, I'm leaving because I have to go to a burlesque kill. And then she opened up a little bit. And she right, like, and then I was like, oh, my God. Like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was one of the most, like, amazing readings. I swear to God. Like, I was so – I called my mother after, and I was like, Ma, I was like, I met this woman today. <laughs> You're never going to believe this. Like it was, I was so, I'm still amazed. Like I tell people all the time about it because I, it was one of my favorite, like I was shocked. Like, and it wasn't even my <laughs> I reading. I completely was forgot like, oh about that moment. <laughs> no, it was, it was so amazing. I mean, we all, we all, uh, even the other one we were with, um, that the other medium, we, mm -hmm. I feel like we all had such good, you know, hits mm -hmm. and, and I think actually we, they, we impressed them. I think uh, very much so. They, um, they did. Yeah. The only reason yeah. that you guys are probably like, when's the show coming out? The only right. reason it didn't go forward was because the particular network that we were pitching to or working with kind of like hit the skids right after that. And literally yeah. they like fired what, like three or four people. That yeah. we were at. It was like a whole thing. Um, yeah, so they're having TV. a hard time. Let's and show biz kids. Yeah, and now and now that was like last year, late right, last now, year, and now all of production really. is shut down anyway. Yeah. Well, the one I, the one story that I was talking about because I loved it so much because it was a tandem. It was us like both picking up on mm. the energy, and so you were there were a couple of points to it. So we're this one woman, and you were like picking up on her grandparents. It was like the mm. grandmother. And you're picking up the grandmother and you're like, there's, there's this thing. It's one of those moments where John Edward, you see it a lot with him. And you're like, there's something about a dress, like a custom dress. There's like a dress. And she was like, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. And, and she, and he, and you were like going on a little bit and you're like, ah, she's bringing back the dress. There's the dress again. It's like mm -hmm. a custom dress. And mm -hmm. she kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. And you had a grandmother and it was the mother's side. You had that. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I thought I was like, I thought this had nothing to do with anything because mm -hmm. I suddenly saw um, the suit that Jackie Kennedy was wearing mm -hmm. when her husband was assassinated, that coral right. colored Coco Chanel suit. I just had a flash mm -hmm. of that. And I was like, okay, I have a flat. And I, again, this to me is a suit. You're talking about a dress. And I right. said this, and it was that Coco Chanel suit mm -hmm. of the coral color. And she went, oh, yes, it's my mm -hmm. bat mitzvah dress. My yes, grandmother had it had it had it custom made and she particularly modeled it after that suit and yes, that color. Right. And so that's we did right. again, we didn't know. I thought I was taking us on right. a tangent. And then I was like, and I'm hearing Lou and she goes, That's my grandfather. That's her husband. Right. <laughs> so we like we brought it together, right? Yeah. You know what? I think it's so good too, like when mediums work together, especially because like we have such different views of the world. Like I'm not gonna look you're you're a woman, you're older than I am. I'm like 
Yes, exactly. So that like that the frame of reference you know, coral colored suit, you probably don't. Spirit's not, not even put out of your brain, you know. Oh, that's yeah. you know how far back that's buried in my brain. Like that's not. It's not. You know, I'm sure it's not at the front of yours either. But I feel like I don't know. It's just you. You're. I was talking about this on my Instagram live last night because I, I do those uh, once a week on Monday nights. I do like a little live where I do readings and I give a talk. Oh, so that great. astrology, you know, everything, you know, going on, just kind of like prep people and give them messages. Oh, we should do um, that together. Ooh. Oh my God, I would love to. You that should come so on. One of, oh my God, yes, I'll have you on a live. Oh my God, be, we could like do like tag team readings talk. People oh, would love it. I love it. Um, we'll set it up definitely. Um, but yeah, I was telling them last night, like, you know, even with your own intuition, if you're not a medium for anyone listening, like you have to check your own filter when you are doing readings. Like, you know, you're, we do readings, it's our own sort of language in our head, our own frame of reference. Like if I don't know something, it's going to be very hard for them mm -hmm. to have me bring it up because I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about. Like, mm -hmm. like even it's sometimes it's hard for me. I know it's going to sound so stupid because like I grew up in New York and there's so many different kinds of people, but like I find the best readings I do are usually for Italian people because like I grew up in an Italian family and like mm -hmm. uh, if you're, you have an Italian grandmother, like we probably had the same upbringing for the most part. So like mm -hmm. I can bring up they can show me stuff from my own life exactly how it was mm -hmm. and you'll have the same experience where like if you grew up and you know you're Puerto Rican like it's you're gonna have a little bit of a different frame of reference because we're, we we come from different backgrounds and our grandmothers are I mean similar in a lot of ways no, I was gonna but, say wait Puerto Rican Italian <laughs> New York <it's> close <laughs> right but that's what I mean like but even that sometimes it's a little bit like you know certain uh foods or that mm -hmm. I wouldn't know about that you know my grandmother made meatballs yeah. or grandmother might have made something else or you know, so it, you do have to kind of check your filter, but that's why I actually love reading with other mediums. And most of the time I'm paired up with someone different from me because I, I, most mediums are women. I don't know why that's a thing, but most mediums I've met are women um, who happen to be like, you know, a, a little older than I am. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I sort of have like, whenever I, I read with other people, like a different side, and I love it because I feel like I'm always amazed at the things you guys get. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I never would have even like, I don't know what that that's was or that's how I feel with you when we were, you were just like, seriously, the whole time, like, pa, 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 pa. And I was like, am I going to contribute also for me when I'm tandem no, reading? I no. rarely feel it while you're pulling it through. I'm just identifying mm -hmm. to what you're pulling through because right. uh, that's just how my energy works. I'm, a, right. I'm a, as a human design, I'm a reflector. So I just kind of match everything. Right, right, but right, right. There's a moment to pause where I'll, I'll even just be prompted to interrupt or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, just say I have something to say and I don't know what it is. It's just whatever's going to show up. Right. <laughs> Whatever, whatever's there. It's like, there's a pause. Okay. And then it's like, curl suit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now. Which is the interesting but... thing with the tandem thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, and you know, I feel like we also, a lot of mediums, we don't get a chance to do that very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think the mediums from England, like, um, Arthur Finlay, like like yeah. those mediums. I think they do a lot in tandem, like when they do gallery readings and stuff. I've seen that a lot, which I think is really cool. Um, but I, I haven't had too many chances to do it. But when I, honestly, it's usually because of a TV thing, to be quite honest with you. Any Anytime I've ever gone for a TV thing or, or done a reading connected to that, it's always with another medium or two. And uh, we kind of get to play that way. But mm -hmm. I, I happen to, to love it because it's, I, it's, it's very good. rare we get to see how like other people work in our own field it's it's weirdly it is kind of like a solo profession like you don't work in that way with other people often at least i don't um but i i definitely enjoy uh yeah it's like the business model isn't set up that way but that's why i'm like yeah let's do the readings on instagram live because it really works that. to here's the thing i actually have a guest 
who I don't know by the time this if I'll, this show has come out yet or not. So mm -hmm. she was talking about how <clears throat> Arcturian, the Arcturians told her that when you know we send love or we bond, whatever, we send love and light mm -hmm. and it, it multiplies a thousand times. And I right. said, so, and so it, it, it's like, if you send love to one person, it multiplies and it goes out to a thousand people. And I said, is that kind of like, am I being too literal by assuming then if it was like 10 people who got together and connected in love, it's multiplied by 10,000 times. She's like, no, that's, that's what they're saying. Right. And so then like, if you and I come together, we've got a multiplication of 2000 and then whoever right. else we're working with. So it makes a lot of sense. Starting a lot. It's just the, yeah, the we just don't supported it. Yeah, well, maybe we should start a new trend. <laughs> Working together. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but. <laughs> well, we got Zoom now. You can have many people on there. So you can yeah, have two, yeah. two readers on there. Definitely. definitely. Um, so I, I want to talk about when you were talking about the precognitive stuff. So you're getting the dreams and it's predicting mm -hmm. people in the 9-11. And I mean, prediction is not really the word. You're, you're picking up on it. You're picking up on right. those streams of energy or if um, the people are going to pass. And of course, when you're young or when it's fresh to you, like you said, you're like, what do I do with this? And right. so how do you answer that question or what, do you, what is your information around that now? Um, hmm. <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, I guess it's kind of, I, I can answer that in two parts because I feel like with the medium thing, like just connecting with people's loved ones and mm -hmm. I really feel like that's all about just opening people's hearts and, and really teaching mm -hmm. people like, we're more than just this physical body. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like, that's what I do with that. And I feel like that's the purpose of it. And honestly, believe it or not, I feel like most people might find this surprising, but I had an easier time accepting being a medium than the whole psychic thing. Because for me, for a long time, I was kind of like, well, the as hell? As like, far like, as when know, things are precognitive, they come to you. Yeah, like, like yeah. right. And like kind of what is, okay, so I know about it. So maybe like I can prepare myself and is this, Sometimes I, I, I think it's a self-preservation thing almost because mm -hmm. I find that when I'm at my most emotional or when something in my life is going to happen that I, I feel I don't know yet, but I guess some part of me, whatever part of me that reaches out forward mm -hmm. will know that I'd feel better kind of having it in the back of my mind. It, yeah. It's almost like a survival instinct. Like, You're not quite as shocked maybe. Yeah. Right. I'm not because as you shocked. Already had a, or, you already started I mean, working on for, it. Right, exactly. I'm, uh, even if I don't realize what I'm working on, I'm working on that. I'm sure you've had this too, where you're feeling something before you even know why you're feeling it no. days before. And then you're like, oh, no wonder why I was working on feeling heartbroken. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, or oh, yeah. that does happen to me often. Um, but as far as like exact like events, recently, to be honest with you, recently I've been getting them a lot um, because I think of everything going on in, in the world and I'm, I'm very very tuned in to like the collective on purpose. I want, I want to be. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like it's so I can inform other people because I, you know, I really feel like I feel bad for, for this is going to sound terrible, but I feel bad for people who aren't like us or who aren't at least working on their intuition or in tune with it. Because I feel like at this point in history of, of the world, it's, it's such a valuable asset. And we've been taught for so long that it's not real and it's not there and to ignore it. And, I don't, I don't know how coincidental that is, honestly, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, I think people need it more and more now than ever because I, I feel like where we're headed, we're not 
really gonna be we're gonna have to govern ourselves for a period of time i think where i feel like we're already learning that we have to really trust our instincts and and you know the higher power whatever you want to call it however you want to think about it is really going to be the only one that that can guide you and so now currently that's really where i'm i'm sort of i'm feeling like that's a life purpose thing a little bit like this is why i've been given this like now's the now's the time joe you know what i mean like um the second COVID happened and honestly even after that because that kind of in the beginning felt like to me like the opening the opening act and i couldn't figure out why and now everything with the black lives matter movement and everything going on this the shakedown that the people are doing with the government which i am all for by the way yeah um now i feel like okay like this is it like this is why i was given this gift in this way and not so much the mediumship thing but the, the psychic thing and and being able to tune in and get messages about you know the collective or the world or the universe you know yeah. Um, I really think that's what, what I'm supposed to do with it. And I think all of us really are supposed to do it. It's, mm -hmm. it's to, to really to help people and to reach out. And I think it's sort of maybe the ego talking in the beginning when you're like, well, I can't stop this. And why am I getting it? If I can't, I, it's such an ego thing. I, I it's think. an ego thing. And it's also kind of thinking of things very linearly, you know, yes. what I mean? and, and right. also judgmentally, even conditionally thinking, well, right. it's a bad thing that happened. Which, right. course, from a certain perspective, it is bad. It is. That, right. that, that doesn't negate the fact that, from a higher perspective, there's a all reason. is moving right. to healing, no matter what. Well, that's our episode. Be sure to check out all of Joe's links in the description of this either podcast or YouTube uh, description, and especially I think the the Instagram because. If you follow Joe on Instagram, you'll be able to know when he's going to be offering the different things he's offering, including those live streams, which I guess he and I are going to be doing really soon. It's going to be super fun. So that's this episode. I really appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Mm -hmm.